Hello and welcome to the Life Church Audio Podcast. We hope that you find these messages encouraging, life-giving, and ultimately get you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey everybody, it's almost Christmas, only three more weeks. Make sure you get your shopping done. Um, I love Christmas. I love the Christmas season. I love what Christmas is about. Um, It's such an amazing season where we get to celebrate the birth of Christ. Make sure you love the people in your life, love your families, stay connected, stay connected to us as a church also. It's, it's a great season. It's a great season for the church. We are continuing on with our series and our series is called The Dress Code for Life and we are on week five, week five. We've got a few more weeks left of this um, where we are studying the armor of God and the armor of God is really our dress code on how to live life effectively every single day of our lives. Last week we looked at the breastplate of righteousness, um, your desire to do things God's way and we find God's way in God's truth. And we studied the first week, the belt of truth. The belt of truth is what holds the whole armor together. The belt of truth is what anchors the rest of the armor. That's why he started with the belt of truth. So today, today is about shoes. We're going to talk about shoes. Um, There are shoes for everything. Uh, There are dress shoes, there's casual shoes, there are sports shoes, there's high heel shoes, there are runners. Shoes that that we put on for appropriate occasions. Whatever we are doing, there are shoes for it. Shoes all over the place, designed to make your feet look pretty. Uh, And ladies, I have some good news for you because Paul says he wants you to have another set of shoes. And all the ladies go, whoop, whoop, Merry Christmas uh, on Amazon online right now. Now, Paul says there's another pair of shoes that we should wear every single day of our lives. Paul says that these shoes, we should never take them off because these shoes, they will give you victory in major spiritual battles and in warfare that is currently happening in your life. Ephesians 6 verse 15 says the following. I'm going to read you two versions. The first one says, For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Another translation. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So Paul is saying, For shoes, put on peace. On our feet should be footwear and footwear in preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, the Greek word for preparation means readiness. You will be ready when the enemy comes because you are wearing shoes. If your feet are shod, you will be ready to deal with the enemy But you have to have your shoes on. And to understand the shoes that he's talking about, we have to understand the shoes that the Roman soldiers were wearing at that time because that was the reference that Paul was making for the people who were reading it. The Roman soldiers wore shoes that were equivalent to to kind of our modern day um, cleats that we wear in baseball where we need a grip for where we want to run fast or even in in, um, American football where you have a... Uh, opponent that you are pushing against and shoving against and you need a firm grip Uh, you need shoes that will help you not to slip around or fall it was it has the purpose to keep you from slipping 
So Paul is saying, listen, the shoes that you should have on, these shoes should keep you stable. And Paul is talking about us being in a stable position of victory. Remember, stand firm so that when the devil comes with his attacks, he will not be over able to knock you over. So therefore, stand firm. He can't knock you down because you have, you have on the shoes of the gospel, you have sunk deep into victory and you are stable and you will not be moved. Now I know, like, like me, I know many of you, we, we've been knocked down at times. We've been knocked over at times. We've been knocked over by different people, different situations, circumstances, difficulties, finances, bad news, sad news, tragedies. And maybe for you right now, you are knocked down by this pandemic. You have been moved from the place of stability because you've not been able to, to stand firm because you are not wearing the right shoes. And he wants us to stand firm under attack. He wants us to be ready for it and not be swayed. Now, I wish I could tell all of you, I wish I could tell you that once you accept Jesus, you will never be attacked again. Once Jesus, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything is just going to be perfect. It's not true. That's not the truth. For many people, their biggest challenges and their biggest struggles actually only comes after they meet Jesus. Why? Because when they meet Jesus and accept him as their savior, now suddenly they know about the truth belt, which tells them which way they have to conduct themselves. It confronts them with the wrongness and unrighteous decisions they've made in the past. And those things have become habits and addictions and difficulties. And suddenly they have to break with that. And the enemy comes and attacks them from all the different sides. And simply because there are Jesus followers now, it doesn't mean that the enemy stops attacking. Actually now the enemy attacks more. The essence of the enemy's attack now is he can no longer steal your soul for eternity, your spirit for eternity, but the enemy comes and attack and he attacks with the purpose to keep you from living a blessed life, to keep you from living a life where God's will and blessing is, and truth is manifested in your life for others to see the goodness of God. Because the last thing he wants the world to see is God's goodness manifested in your life. So he will do everything he possibly can. He can't get you to hell, but he can try and make your life on earth a living hell. By keeping what has happened to you because you are now a child of God from manifesting in you and becoming a reality. So that's why we put on the armor, because we are in a battle. We are in a war, and this war is happening in the heavenly places. It is in the spiritual. It's in the heavenly realms, and there's a battle going on. Therefore, in the heavenly realms, he wants us to put on the shoes. The shoes we are wearing matter. Now, we started with truth, remember? God's truth, not your truth, but his truth. Even if his truth is different than your facts. It's still the truth that we are building our lives upon. Now he says, put on, so your shoes, the gospel of peace. These are the shoes that he's talking about that we are supposed to put on. It's called the gospel of peace should become our shoes. So let's talk about peace for just a moment. We all know the opposite of peace. The opposite of peace is anxiety and worry. We've experienced it. The biblical definition for peace 
is calm and tranquility of soul in the midst of difficult circumstances. So biblical definition for truth is calm and tranquility of soul, your thinking, in the midst of difficult circumstances. I'm going to explain it to you this way. Um, there was one of these shows, these bachelorette shows, where she had two bachelors that she asked the same question. She said, bachelor number one. Bachelor number one, I can't see you, but I've got a question for you. The question I have is, I want you to paint uh, a picture for me with your words of how you would describe perfect peace. Bachelor number one, could you please describe perfect peace for me? And bachelor number one started, said, you know what? Yeah, I, I see perfect peace. I see a beautiful field. I see a picture of a beautiful field and there's beautiful flowers everywhere. And you can see little bees buzzing and you can see the, the, the butterflies flapping their wings. And, and there's a tree and there's, there's a bird in the tree and it's singing a song. And the skies are beautiful. It is blue skies and it's hot, but it's not too hot. It's just perfect. And there's a breeze and you can see the grass moving in the, in the breeze. It's this beautiful, tranquil, beautiful picture setting. And up on the hill, there's a blanket and on the blanket there's a picnic basket and there's there's a man and and there's a woman and they are having a fantastic picnic and I can just see this is so peaceful this it's it's tranquil it's beautiful and she says oh thank you so much it's such a great picture that you've just painted she says bachelor number two could you paint the same picture for me please give me give me your definition of what perfect peace is and he says okay yeah so what I see I see an ocean. And she, oh yeah, I love the waves. He says, no, I see an ocean and there's like wind, right? And there's wind that's like beating against the waves and the waves has got like white water on it. And there's like waves everywhere crashing and you see thunder and you see lightning and you can hear the sound and it's rumbling and it's rough and the boats are swaying in the wind. And some of them look like they've already tipped over and there's like chaos everywhere and lightning strikes and it, it's ugly, it's dark, it's, it's not good. He said, but, but in the corner, what I see is I see a rock and on the rock I see two little birds and there's like a, a little light from the top that's just shining through the clouds on these two birds and the one bird is sitting with his mouth open trying to catch the raindrops and the other bird is singing a song whistling and singing a song the bachelorette thought for a moment she said uh, bachelor number two, I'm, I'm picking you. And bachelor number one said, why? why? Why would you pick that as perfect peace where I painted such a beautiful picture? She said, see, peace is not when nothing's wrong. When nothing's wrong, you should have peace or there is something wrong. But biblical peace and perfect peace is when everything is wrong. There is thunder, there is lightning, there is chaos, there is circumstances, there is uncertainty, there is disruption. And yet in the midst of everything else that is swirling and swirling around you, you are still singing a song. There's still a song stirring up in you and it made no, makes no sense why you have this. It's when there's tranquility on the inside, even though there is chaos on the outside. Things are at ease when there's trouble all around me. You don't know if you have biblical peace unless, unless things around you aren't peaceful. 
You want to know if you've got it? How do you respond when things aren't perfect? When all hell is breaking loose, are you still singing a song? The Bible calls that peace the peace that transcends all understanding. Why am I singing when there is no song that's supposed to be coming out of me? Why am I still singing, bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me, when it seems like I'm going through a valley of depression and deep anxiety and fear? Why am I still singing and have this song that comes out of my wife, out of my, not out of my wife, out of my mouth? I don't even understand myself why I can have so much peace. Nobody else understands it. Nobody else understands how you can have peace when your wife walks out on you, when you've lost your job, when, when things around you are so chaotic, when it feels like your children are making the wrong decisions, making the wrong choices, and yet you have this peace that you know that your God's got this. It's called the peace of God that transcends all understanding. That's why you can have it. That's biblical peace. So this peace is very important for us. It's important for us to have as children of God because he said we should have this, not just put it on on occasions. We should walk with this every single day. Now Colossians 3 verse 15 says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. Now that word rule in the Greek is the word that is used for umpire. An umpire. So, so what does an umpire do in a game? He makes the calls. He says in tennis, it was in or it was out. It was a foul or it was fair in baseball. It was a strike or it was a ball. You are out or you are safe. An umpire makes the call on what's happening in the game. And he says, whatever is going on in your life right now, let the peace of God umpire your life. Let the peace of God make the calls in your life. Why do you have the peace of God? So that it can make the calls for the decisions that you are making in your life. Because life is full of decisions. There are lots of decisions that you have to make. Do I do this? Do I go there? Do I leave this? Do I take that? Do I move? Do I stay? Do I look for a new job because this one is not everything that's perfect? Or do I stay where I am right now because God's doing something in me? It's called perseverance. Do I jump ship? Do I um, ask her to marry me? Do I not? And he says, listen, for every single one of those decisions that you have to make, they are difficult decisions, big decisions that you are making. He says, let the peace of God umpire your life. Let God's peace make the call. God will show you what to do once you operate from the truth belt, the truth belt. Now you're going to start acting on the truth in righteousness. Now he says, let the peace guide you in your decisions. He will calm your heart by the Holy Spirit by giving you peace. 
And sometimes you, you will look at the situation and everything seems to be lining up perfectly. Um, it's lining up perfectly for you to go. It's lining up perfectly for you to make a move. It's lining up perfectly for you to say yes or to leave. It's lining up perfectly. Sometimes that happens. But then yet there is this doubt inside of you and you don't have peace. And that is called God has not released you yet from where you are. I do not have peace. I do not have calm about this, which means I'm going to stay, line up with truth again regarding the situation, and I'm going to act appropriately on the truth that I'm lining up with. So you should hold up because the peace don't give you the call to move out. God says he wants your feet to be shod with peace. Remember, um, to have them on always. Every decision that we are making should be governed by the peace that we are walking with. So if peace is not normal, normal for you and how you operate, I want, I want to challenge you. It might mean that you are spiritually not in sync and you are, you are making decisions just based on a, on a whim or a feeling or an emotion. Line it up with the truth, ready to act on the truth and let the peace guide you in taking that step in truth. Now, John 14, 27 says, Jesus is getting ready in John 14. He's getting ready to um, be crucified. And it's amazing. He says this to his disciples. I'm leaving you with, you with a gift, which is us, our children. We're children of God. I'm leaving you with a gift. And the gift is peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. My peace I leave with you. What is my peace? My peace is so intense that even though I know I'm about to go die on the cross, I have the peace of God to know it's his will. I'm inside of his will and it's the right thing for me to do right now. I'm going through difficulties, but I have the peace to know that my God is with me in it. And it's a peace that doesn't just last for a moment because you can get peace from the world, but the peace that comes from the world is only for a moment. It comes in the form of a pull. The world will give you peace in the form of an injection, in the form of a Prozac, in the form of alcohol. For a moment, it will give you peace in the form of entertainment to just distract you. The world will give you peace, but it will not last. It's only the peace that comes from Jesus Christ that transcends all understanding that lasts. And John 16, says, these things I've spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, that's the peace that we get from God. It's the peace that we know Jesus has already overcome every situation. He overcame death. What's greater than that? So, how do you put your shoes on? These shoes that we're supposed to walk with. How do we put them on? How do we lace them up? He tells us. says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace that Jesus is giving away, he says, is in the gospel. Peace that Jesus is giving away is not in a pull. It's not in a shot. It's not in a holiday. It's not in more money. It's not in another wife. The peace that he's talking about, that, that you wear on your feet, that holds you stable, stand firm, it's the good news of the gospel. He calls it the gospel of peace. Now, the Greek word for gospel is eon gilion, eon gilion, 
simply means good news. Now, good news. We see this word eangulion in the New Testament all over. I mean, the first four books of the New Testament is called the gospel, eangulion. Uh, it's called that. Yet, in modern day Greek and in classic Greek and in the spoken Greek of those days, they hardly ever used that word. It's not a word that was commonly used. Yet, in the New Testament, we find it everywhere. Why? Because of what the word means. The word means news that is almost too good to be true. It's not news that is too good to be true. It's news that is almost too good to be true. Because if it was too good to be true, it means it can't be news that can be true. But if it's almost too good to be true, it means that it's news that is so good that it's almost impossible for us to believe it. And what is the news that the Gospels, the Eongulion, is about? The shoes that we are supposed to wear. These shoes, the Gospel. How do we lace them up? The news is the following. Jesus died for our sins on the cross. Jesus Christ paid for every mistake that I've ever made in my life. Jesus Christ paid for every mistake that you have ever made in your life. And every person who accepts Christ, they're not only forgiven of their sins and have salvation for eternity, but they are called into a new kingdom and it is the kingdom of God and you can live in it right now. Now, you can say, Andreas, I'm saved, but I don't live with peace. I know the gospel is good news, but I don't live the peace. Well, then there is a problem because either you don't believe the gospel or you don't understand it. And most Christians apply the gospel only to what it takes for them to get to heaven. But the gospel has so much to do about what it means to live as a child of God right here on earth. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says the following, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. So the God of peace sanctify me, set me apart through and through. Every area of my life has to be set apart for him. May your whole spirit, soul and body, may your whole spirit, your soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, did you hear that? He said, God of peace himself. I love that he said God of peace himself. He didn't send somebody. The God of peace himself. God does it. The God of peace himself. He's the one that is actively sanctifying you. You are in the process of sanctification. He does it from the spirit to the soul and to the body. So the God of peace himself is busy with the action of sanctification in you through every area of your life. What is sanctification? Being set apart for God. Living differently than the world. Not worse, better. He is the one who does it. But look at the order of how he sanctifies. From your spirit to your soul and body. In everything. The order is important. So if you are looking out there for peace, you are looking in the wrong direction. It does not start out there. It starts not with the body. It starts with the spirit. Now remember, remember this. We fight not against flesh and blood. The things in front of us that's causing us to be anxious and worried are simply things that are vehicles that's causing distress. But the problem that we are facing is in the spiritual realm. And that is where we have to win the battle. So the God of peace starts with the spirit. Then he moves 
to the soul and then to the body. And the reason why we can't see peace is because you are doing it probably backwards. Your spirit, the part that has been made new and is complete, is the thing that has been deposited into it. And it's in every believer, God has deposited into your spirit perfection. Everything of God is deposited into your spirit. All of God is operating in your spirit. It's in you already. The peace of God, it's in you. The joy of the Lord, it's in you. Power is in you. His holiness is in you. Righteousness is in the spirit. Gentleness in the spirit. Kindness in the spirit. Loving others in the spirit. Forgiveness in the spirit. All the fruit of the spirit is already deposited in you. It's a full deposit. It's not short. The one part of you that the enemy does not have access to is the Spirit of God that is alive and living inside of you. It is complete, it is full, and the enemy does not have access to it. He cannot influence it. And because he can't influence it, worry and anxiety will never be part of it. If you've accepted Christ, your spirit has become private property that the enemy will never ever have access to again. The problem is, your perfect spirit is located inside your imperfect soul and body. Your soul is your personality. And, and that is busy being renewed. Like we, right now, you are busy renewing your thinking, your personality. You're busy renewing your choices, your decisions, your mind, your emotions. Now, your soul influences your body. Our body is not perfect yet also. So if my imperfect body is the one that is supposed to deliver peace to my imperfect soul and then only to my perfect spirit, that can't happen. It can't fix me. My imperfect body can't fix my imperfect soul and influence my perfect spirit. It can't. If I want my body to work right, I have to get my soul to work right because my body only does what my soul tells it to do. But the problem is my soul is not right yet. My soul has been affected by how I was raised. My soul has been affected by who I hang out with. My soul has been affected by the sins that I've committed in the past, by guilt and condemnation, by bullying, by decisions that I have made, by whatever things that have impacted unforgiveness, bitterness, offense, social media input, who you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're watching. My soul has so much information coming at it and and it's dependent upon and it keeps listening to it. So my soul is being influenced. So if my soul gets worried, my body starts tripping. So when I get nervous and the nerves stay there for a long time, you know, you get butterflies, you get nervous about the decision, um, your eye starts twitching, uh, you might lose your temper quickly because you are nervous, your soul is worried and concerned. It's called psychosomatic illnesses. You go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, I can't find anything wrong with your stomach. I don't know why, why it's cramping so much. Well, it's because the damaged soul is rubbing off on the body. And the body is expressing the damage that's happening in the soul. That's what happens when, when we lose our peace. Because the peace is lost in the soul. So now the body can't sleep. Because peace is lost in the soul. So now the body stays sick. 
And I'm constantly under disease. You do things because your soul is unpeaceful and the body is simply responding to what the soul is telling it to do. But may the peace of God sanctify you in your spirit, soul, and body. See, this is how it works. The goal of the spirit is to release into the soul the DNA of God. So that the soul gets changed because what's being released into the soul is from God. Why? Because it comes from the spirit and God's deposit everything perfect into the spirit. Now the spirit is going to release the DNA of God to the soul. So now the soul gets changed. So then the soul is to release it to the body. And what is received from the spirit which is the DNA of God. There is an order specific. The question is, how do I get the soul to listen to the spirit so that I can get sleep, so I can tell my body to rest, so my body can recover? In order for the soul to grab what the spirit has to share, the soul must agree with the spirit of God, which is truth. If the soul disagrees with the spirit, the spirit won't release anything. The spirit is perfect and will not partner with imperfection or lies. It only partners with the truth of God. That's why we have to wear the belt of truth first. Meaning, I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to look at what God's word says about how I'm supposed to handle the situation. I'm going to meditate on that. And even if, if my facts or my own thinking disagree with, I'm going to make that truth my truth. And when that becomes my truth, it, despite of how you might feel or what your boo-boo or your mama or whoever else says, thinks about what, you're going to reject what they are saying because if it's in conflict what the spirit is saying it is lies but when you align with the gospel of peace the spirit of God will release in you the peace of God that transcends all understanding first to your thinking and that will then translate to your body the soul have to make the decision what do I do where do I go I've lost my job what do I do I've heard some bad news where do I go I have uncertainty. Facts are telling me to worry. And at that point, when you have those questions, at that point, that is where you retreat to what the Spirit says about you. The Spirit says, my God shall supply for all my need. That's what the Spirit says in truth. My soul says, how how are you going to pay for these bills? How are you going to buy food? My soul, my soul says I'm going to lose my house or my car. And it might be facts. It's not that my soul is wrong. It might have facts to back it up, but it's not always the truth. But once my soul goes to my spirit and says the truth of God regarding my situation and the soul agree with the spirit it's like a valve that is opened up and suddenly peace flows like a river it passes understanding because last year at this time man i would have i would have acted way there i know so many people some of you that are listening right now online i've seen the change happening in you i've seen where you would have responded and lost your cool where you would have panicked thrown up thrown in given up um, moved, changed, but yet because you've, you've grabbed onto the truth of God about who you are, 
your response are so different than the way it was a year ago. Because the Spirit is releasing truth to you, to, to your soul, and your, spo- and your soul is releasing it to your body. Therefore, your response is different. The truth is, is what we function on. That does not mean I sit back and I do nothing. No, I start going for interviews. I start doing things. I don't just sit and wait for, for, for you know, something to stir me up to walk out the door. No, I'm, I'm going to live every single day to the best I can possibly do. I'm going to go for opportunities. I'm going to look at the open doors. I'm going to walk through the opportunities that, that opens up in front of me. And I'm going to do my best to get them. But when I don't get them, I'm going to be okay with it. Why? Because the peace of God is my anchor. We're going to finish with the scripture. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, now, do not be anxious for everything, but in every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Why with thanksgiving? Why with thanksgiving? Because, this is the reason. When God deposited the spirit seed, the spiritual seed in you, everything that's in you, it's the same as, as an acorn. An acorn has all the oak it needs to become an oak tree. You don't have to add anything to the acorn for it to become an oak tree. So, so when you go to God with any situation, the answer for whatever you might be asking, the answer is already infused into your spirit. It's already there for you. Lord, I have a problem. God says, I'm glad that you came to me because I've given you the answer in your spirit already. Apply the truth. Be willing to step out in it. And what you will see is because you're going to apply the truth, you're going to agree. A valve of answers is released to you to the questions that you've got. And you are going to be guided with your footsteps because you're going to follow the peace. The peace that comes with the decisions that you're making. And then tomorrow you're going to go, God, again, I've got another question. God said, I'm so glad you've got more questions. Why? Because I've already deposited the answer in you. All of me is in you. That's why Thanksgiving. Because we know that my God has already supplied for all my needs in the spirit. It is complete. It is in me and I am thankful for it. So, let's recap. I have to wear the belt of truth because that is the foundation. That is what I base my decisions on. I have to wear the breastplate of righteousness to protect my heart because the heart is where it pumps from. It pumps through the rest of my body and that's how I'm going to act. I'm going to act on the truth that I have discovered. But now I need the peace of gospel, the good news. I need to conduct myself. Um, The decisions that I'm making should be umpired by the peace that I'm experiencing in the decisions that I'm making. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I want every single one of you to know that God has made a full deposit in you. It's in you. A submarine, uh, submarines aren't nervous because there are storms. If there's a massive storm on the outside, if you're in a submarine, you aren't worried. Why? Because they know The storm on the ocean hardly ever goes deeper than 25 feet. 
So if you're in a submarine, all you do is you just go a little bit deeper. You go 26. There's trouble at the top. I'm just gonna go 26 feet. Down there, it's nice and calm again. It's not influenced by the waves and the wind that's at the top. The same for fish. Fish aren't nervous because there's surface winds and big waves. All they do is they just go a little bit deeper because that's where it's calm again. Listen, when your world gets chaotic, when it seems like things are falling apart and you don't have the peace that you know you should have, all you need to do is just go a bit deeper. Don't make decisions in haste. Take your time. Sit down with God. Get His truth. And then the decisions that you are going to make, make sure that it's the peace of the gospel that guides you in your footsteps. There's not supposed to be anxiety or worry or chaos. But the peace of God should guide you. Put on the gospel of peace every single day. Don't leave home without it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are good. You love us. You care about us. And you've given us an armor that we need to live life. And not just to be people that uh, barely make it through life. But Father, your peace guides us into right decision making. And right decision-making leads towards goodness and fruit so that the world look at our lives and go, wow, why every decision that you are making, you've got complete peace, even when it seems like things are falling apart around you. Why are you so calm? It's because my God has proven himself to me over and over and over again. And Lord, I pray that will become our body's testimony. We love you, Lord. I pray your blessing over every family. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Make sure that you subscribe on, on all our social media networks, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Rumble. Um, make sure that you, you, you just get as much of the word in you as you possibly can. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Life Church audio podcast. If this message spoke to you, go ahead and share it with your friends and family. And let's get the Word of God into the lives of more people out there. For more information about us, go to thisislifechurch.com. And remember that we can make a difference by loving people.